This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. How do you persuade a populace to embrace totalitarianism, that goose-stepping form of tyranny in which the government has all the power and we the people have none? You persuade the people that the menace they face, imaginary or not, is so sinister, so overwhelming, so fearsome, that the only way to surmount the danger is by empowering the government to take all necessary steps to quash it, even if that means allowing the government jackboots to trample all over the Constitution. This is how you use the politics of fear to persuade a freedom-loving people to shackle themselves to a dictatorship. It works the same way every time, again and again. The government's overblown, extended wars on terrorism, drugs, violence, and illegal immigration has been convenient ruses used to terrorize the populace into relinquishing more of their freedoms in exchange for elusive promises of security. The more things change, the more things stay the same. Case in point. On June 17th, the same day President Trump announced that the government would be making mass arrests in order to round up and forcibly remove millions of illegal immigrants, including families and children, from this country, something Trump has now backed off for now, the U.S. Supreme Court handed down a ruling in Gamble v. United States that placed the sovereignty, that is, the supreme power or authority, of federal and state governments over that of the citizenry, specifically as it relates to the government's ability to disregard the Constitution's double jeopardy clause. At first glance, the two incidents, one relating to illegal immigration and the other to the government's prosecutorial powers, don't have much to do with each other, and yet there is a common thread that binds them together. That common thread speaks to the nature of the government, beast, we have been saddled with and how it views the rights and sovereignty of we the people. Now you don't hear a lot about sovereignty anymore. Sovereignty is a dusty, antiquated term that harkens back to an age when kings and emperors ruled with absolute power over a populace that had absolutely no rights. Americans turned the idea of sovereignty on its head when they declared their independence from Great Britain and rejected the absolute authority of King George III. In doing so, Americans claim for themselves the right to self-government and establish themselves as the ultimate authority and power. In other words, in America, we the people, sovereign citizens, call the shots. So when the government acts, it is supposed to do that at our bidding and on our behalf because we are the rulers, not them. That's not exactly how it's turned out, though, has it? In the 200-year-plus years since we have boldly embarked on this experiment in self-government, we have been steadily losing ground to the government's brazen power grabs foisted upon us in the so-called name of national security. The government has knocked us off of our rightful throne. It has usurped our rightful authority. It has staged the ultimate coup. Its agents no longer even pretend that they answer to we the people. We are fast approaching a moment of reckoning where we will be forced to choose between the vision of what America was intended to be, that is, a model for self-governance where power is vested in the people, and the reality of what she has become, a police state where power is vested in the government and its agents. These mass arrests of anyone suspected of being an illegal immigrant may well be the shot across the bow. 
You see, it's a short hop, skip, and jump from allowing the government agents to lock down large swaths of the population and put them in detention camps unless or until they can prove they are not only legally in the country to empowering government agents to subject anyone, citizen and non-citizen alike, to similar treatment unless or until they can prove they are in compliance with every statute and regulation on the books and not guilty of having committed some crime or other. So it's no longer a matter of if, but when. You may be innocent of wrongdoing now, but when the standard for innocence is set by the government, no one is safe. Absolutely no one is safe. Everyone is a suspect, and anyone can be a criminal when it's the government determining what is a crime. Remember, the police state does not discriminate. Whatever dangerous practices you allow the government to carry out now, whether it's in the name of national security or protecting America's borders or making America great again, rest assured these same practices can and will be used against you when the government decides to set its sights on you. Finally, if anyone suggests that the government's mass immigration roundups and arrests are just the government doing its job to fight illegal immigration, don't buy it. This is not about illegal immigration. It's about power and control. It's about testing the waters to see how far the American people will allow the government to go in reshaping this country in the image of a totalitarian police state. It's about the rise of an emergency state that justifies all manner of government misconduct and power grabs and violence in the so-called name of national security. It's about how far we will allow the government to go in its efforts to distract and divide us and turn us into a fearful, easily controlled populace. Ultimately, it's about whether we believe, as the founders did, that our freedoms are inherently ours, and that the government's appointed purpose is not to threaten or undermine our freedoms, but to safeguard them. We must get back to this way of thinking if we are ever to stand our ground in the face of threats to our freedoms. As I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, the War on the American People, it's time to draw that line in the sand and stand up and fight for freedom. The treatment being meted out to anyone that looks like an illegal immigrant is only the beginning. Eventually, we will all be in the government's crosshairs for one reason or another. This is the start of the slippery slope. Wake up and be forewarned. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.